healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Merely a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the next one. Welcome back, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Discologist. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual, coming to you live-ish from a tiny shack in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I hope you're ready to rock today. One thing we often forget about when we're thinking about rock and roll is that it's supposed to be fun. Rock and roll all night and party every day, man. That is that is the that's the gig. That's the deal. And as much as we cover and like and talk about indie rock here, uh, I think it's broadly speaking in 2019 it's, it's taken us down a road uh, that's so far to Feelsville that a lot of albums that we hear are are like required listening between you and your therapist. And and look, there's nothing wrong with that. Feels are good, uh, but but fun is good too. You don't always have to be thinking about the serious shit. I'm saying the balance could use a little restoring, which is why it came as such a huge surprise that Australia's indie kings, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, just made one of the best rock and roll. It's thrash metal, but that still counts. Uh, albums of the year, possibly of all time. And I'm not joking about that. Infest the Rat's Nest. It's got everything, man. It's got huge crushing riffs. It's got thundering drums. It's a sci-fi, eco-dimensional horror story, and it even has Satan. Because you can't have metal without Satan. But it's that, it's that second to last point that's so important. Somehow, impossibly, King Gizzard has made a metal album that not only sounds timeless, but speaks to the horrors we're all going to face soon. Actually, maybe next year. I don't know. As man-made climate change runs its course. And for that, it is the biggest surprise of the year. Joining me in a few minutes to talk about this masterpiece is my friend and host of the Dead to Me podcast, Casey Ray. He's also... If you know, kind of famous for a book he just wrote, William Burroughs and the Cult of Rock and Roll. I highly recommend it, but but we're going to talk about that more on a later podcast. Speaking of Dead to Me, uh, not only do I think that all you Grateful Dead curious listeners should listen to that, it's a great podcast about all about the Grateful Dead and, and their meaning uh, throughout history, throughout our culture, the impact that they had. So you should get on that ASAP. But it, along with this very podcast you're listening to right now, is produced in partnership with the Osiris Network. Osiris connects you with podcasts, videos, and live experiences that all are wrapped around the artists that you love. You can check them out at OsirisPod.com. They've got a lot of great shows going on over there. And uh, and bonus for the hippie inclined, they're partnered up with JamBase.com to bring you even more stuff. So, you know, just tune in there, OsirisPod.com. With that out of the way, the bills are paid. Let's dive right into this metal masterpiece. Here's the first single of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizards, Infest the Rat's Nest, Self-Immolate.
that's a little bit of self-immolate. I have gone insane. I lost for Volcano. Be with Molten Lava. Give me my Nirvana. King Gizzard is back uh, here to talk with me about it. Is Mr. Casey Ray. I think, Casey, this is relevant to your interests. Oh, yeah. This is a creepy sci-fi apocalypse record like we haven't had since Hawkwind. No, no. I mean, this is this is the type of stuff that uh, that like Numero put out a little couple of years back as like Warfare and Strangers or anything. Yeah. You can actually see. Oh shit! You can see the board game that came with it in, in the background here. I remember that. That's beautiful. Yeah, um, it is the sound of like thousands of failed Midwest metal bands who are just trying <laughs> to be as satanic as yeah, possible. Just distilled. Although there's also a new wave of British heavy metal vibe to it too, because it's um you know I mentioned Hawkwind, but mm-hmm. the uh, sort of semi successor to Hawkwind was Motorhead. And, um, you know, both bands trafficked in that kind of uh, tripped out sci-fi that um, King Gizzard is, is, you know, especially attuned to. But lyrically, you start to get that kind of like Philip K. Dick kind of thing going on. You know what I mean? It's like they're trying to get off world because of an environmental catastrophe. And that's the that's like the plot of uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? You know, yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. Then that's basically it. You know, you have. Um, there's a very clear and hilarious narrative on this album of, uh, you know, like if you listen to it just straight, you're just like, oh, okay, King Gizzard is doing their thing. This is what they're like, 27th album or some shit, <laughs> something like this that. year. Yeah. Um, but but it starts off with this this idea, this song Planet B, that is. <laughs> It's it's the lie that we're being told right now about global yeah. warming. It's like yeah. these people are like, "Fuck yeah, it's gonna be fine," and it's like, "Hell no, there's no yeah. planet B." What are you it, talking it's about? No longer science fiction, and even the idea of like trying to get off world. I mean, they confront the class issues um, inherent yeah. in that. You know, they're, this is basically a fuck you to Elon Musk and and Jeff Bezos <laughs> and the whole space art concept. You know, which again goes back to <laughs> Philip K. Dick because that was the fundamental yeah. uh, thing in in uh, androids too you know it's like you stay on earth and your mental uh, state just continues to decline because of the pollution literally affects yep. your cognitive abilities where while all of the rich people are off you know terraforming and colonizing the other planet so how how did we get here with this band <laughs> <laughs> well you know probably lysergic acid might be uh, a key um, but you know the crazy thing about this band is for people who don't know King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard they by no means um, stick to one style it's yeah. always usually psychedelic and it's often pretty high velocity but not always they've taken turns into sort of you know Todd Rundgren Steely Dan like acid pop They mm-hmm. their last album was basically a ZZ Top record plus harmonica I mean yeah. it, you never know what these gizzards are going to do yeah their last album earlier this year uh, we actually covered that one they gave a, they gave a whole album away that like you could just get the masters and print it up on vinyl yourself. Yeah. Uh, they are, uh, they're motherfucking superheroes, dude. Well, they're from see, Australia. I, so, you know, they're going to be hardy. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I, I just, th- in today's like wild music industry, I just don't know a single band that is, uh, this good at what they do and this satisfying. You can pick this any often. record. This often. Yeah, this too. often. Yeah. You can, I and mean, this isn't even the first like post-apocalyptic like album they made. Right. One of them involved robots. Yeah. One of them involved Xenu, uh, I think. I mean, they, they often also write about the uh, flora and fauna of their native Australia, which is you know basically already Mad Max. So yeah, yeah, and and it's like 
Uh, I mean, is there a new Mad Max movie coming out? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> or you can listen to it at least. <laughs> but like, you know, you mentioned the, the class stuff on this. There's this song on here uh, called Mars for the Rich that we're going to play a little bit of yeah. a second. But, but there's a verse right in the beginning that said, I'm just a poor boy living frugally. I see Mars on TV. I see people happy. I work in fields with blistered fingers. I look star world. Star world. That world has no place for me. Like, yeah, heavy. Yeah, it's real heavy. Uh, let's hear a little bit of that and come back. Uh, so this is a little bit of Mars for the Rich. one of the lines in this song so that's pretty straightforward you know the the assholes have left the planet and they've taken all the money and whatever resources are left and they're happily terraforming mars uh while the rest of the poor uh sods are left back on an, a barren earth you know just heating up and uh, withering away yeah and in, in like planet b i think the line is uh earth is a blank verse yeah <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, that's right. There, there's there's uh, mentions of the planet being deformed, the people being deformed. And just everything is fucked up here. I, you know, all credit uh, goes to the, I guess, the leader or de facto leader of this, Stu McKenzie. He wrote yeah. all the lyrics for this one. And like you said, it, it, whatever acid, I want the batch. I want to get in here because it's it's a, it's a long ways from like you and me talking about shit like this to putting it on wax. I think this Stu McKenzie character really does deserve a lot of credit. I mean, I'm assuming he's the king gizzard in this situation. There's like, yeah. I don't know, eight or seven or eight people in this band or something like that. And they've been around for uh, well over a decade now yeah. or about a decade now. It was or formed something in 2010. Like that. 
Yeah, okay. So it's a, it's almost a decade now. Uh and they haven't had any lineup changes and they're <laughs> super consistent and we weren't joking about them putting out an album every week. Um they are insanely prolific. But this record is, is definitely they're doubling down on their metal side uh musically. It kind of just yeah. chugs and rips along. I hear Melvins in it. Uh I sure. hear we were even talking about hearing some early Metallica in oh, it, yeah. which is su- super interesting in in 2019 because out of all the kind of um inspirational metal bands over the years Metallica kind of are not as much of a direct influence on today's metal scene as one might have imagined they would be in you know 1988 or 89 uh, you know, people are more inter- in, in metal bands today are more influenced by like King Crimson and Voivod than they are Metallica. It depends what kind of metal. I mean, I think you're talking about specifically thrash metal here, and those early Metallica songs and albums were like thrash. They, uh, th- there's even yeah, but even like- for thrash bands, I swear to God, people like if something sounds like Metallica, they don't do it. You know, and there's plenty of thrash bands, and there's plenty of like retro style thrash yeah. bands out yeah. there now. There's a whole hipster underground filled with like thrash and crossover bands right now, uh, but they avoid Metallica for the most part, like like the plague. Um, and it's really strange. And so King Gizzard actually doing that, restoring like the kind of, I mean, it doesn't sound like it, there's nothing on here that sounds like creeping death. There's nothing on, that, on no. here that sounds like uh leper Messiah, but it, it has like a, a sort of, um, riffy boldness to it. And some of the melodies are at Fieldian, I guess. Well, I mean, it's it's the metal that it's the type of metal that I like. I don't I don't get too deep into the metal scene. It's it's almost like populist metal, right? The stuff that is good, yeah. that, that you would have seen on Headbangers Ball that made it to the the airwaves. And you're you like, know that Whoa, style. That, I mean, uh, if you're not paying attention to it, that's fine. I mean, it, it's not yeah. for everyone, but that's actually pretty hip right now. What you're describing, yeah. Um, and you know, King Gizzard are amazing because they get to put their like gizzard stamp on it you know it, it you listen to it it still yeah. sounds like a bunch of australian tweakers <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah yeah i mean but do you think they did it because they wanted to get into i mean metal's hot metal's always hot we talked about uh enforcer earlier this year um, yeah i, I think these guys always had that or, strain inside of them the weird thing is that well, they can actually do totally dosed pop too but do you think they got, have those capabilities in one band? Do you think they get into it for that or to make a statement about the state of our world? Because, you know, as far as like politics and political albums go, this is literally just walking you through how we're going to die. I mean, it's yeah, it's a march. <laughs> it's a march into oblivion. I mean, super it, viruses, economic collapse, black yeah. markets complete yeah. with organ farming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the it, organ it, farmer. It definitely has the social dystopia uh, template like stamped right on it. Uh, but I think you know the the idea of uh, oblivion is a, and is always an attractive uh, theme for metal. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's definitely in keeping, right? But it never means something. This is this is. <laughs> It was, I don't know, metal, metal, you know, I, I beg to differ. Metal has had a, a, an intensely topical uh, sort of side to it. Slayer essentially is the CNN of uh, the dark side of humanity. 
and you know they're just like a news ticker of human despair um and yeah. y- you know and and it's pretty well inventoried in the- <laughs> so i think okay. that there's a Fair grand enough. tradition of that in metal i think what's different about this one uh maybe is that we expect a certain playfulness from king gizzard like we're not going to take them seriously and in some ways it still has the sort of you know that like i said that tweaker vibe to it it's like mm-hmm. You kind of want to chuckle at it, and you read the lyrics, and they are incredibly over the top, but yeah. they are deadly serious because and they're we, spot on. Yeah, and they're we're spot facing on. this, uh, <laughs> right, the, right. you know, these crises as the, a species currently. You know, yeah. I mean, the first time I heard this, I thought it was it was almost parody because I know these guys. I mean, you can't. It it, it it's hard to conceive of a band that could have this much output and be just so good at everything they do. And but be like, yeah, let's just toss off a metal album. That's fine. But and it's, it's easy to think of it as a joke because there's a lot of like, um, you know, our mind naturally kind of goes there. Like if you listen to Frank Zappa or something, sure. you know, you're like, OK, he, he's going to come at me with this sort of uh, super dry, cynical, um, kind of almost taunting humor. Or if you listen to Ween or something, you th- you know, you're like, you know, these guys are, are huffing gas and they're just a couple of goobers. And and <laughs> and by extension, when you listen to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, for example, if you listen to their last record you might be like oh they're just having a a laugh on um you know they're just having um, a doobie yeah they're just poking at um at boogie right. rock or blues b-l-o-o-z-e mm-hmm. or something but then you put this on and, and it's tempting to think oh they're just goofing on metal they're goofing on thrash in particular but you actually look under the hood and you realize that no this is deadly serious well and and like the song parahelion I don't know if you've seen the the movie Sunshine. Oh yeah, uh, as a Danny Boyle film, and and like that's essentially the plot of Sunshine. <laughs> yeah, in the middle, you know, and they get so fascinated by the sun, they're just like, let's just go in. And well, that goes and, all the way back to Pink Floyd. You know, set the controls sure. for the heart of the sun. Um, early, early Pink Floyd, and and so again, you kind of have like this rich history. Hawkwind too is always about sort of traveling in in, in an interstellar fashion, but. Usually that's sort of dimensionally and in reference to psychedelic drugs. <laughs> right, right, right. I, this, this is like, it's literal, like, there's a game. They made a fucking game for this. We'll put the link in the show notes. And it's basically Doom. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> it's Doom. It's just Doom. I, I want to play a little bit of the song Hell, though, because, so, so for the listener, um, I don't think this spoils anything. It's a 35-minute album, man. It's just the planet's dying. They head off into space. They can't go to Mars because they're poor. So they're like, fuck it. We're going to – no, they're like, fuck it. We're going to Venus. And then they we'll die. We'll make it work. <laughs> they will make it work. And then they die and it, and they die and this song Hell happens. Well, dude, they try to – they go try to go two times. The they first do. time, I think they actually get – that's when they get um, – sort of enraptured by the sun and take the plunge like the fuck it plunge into the sun or something like that right and then the yeah. second time they go they actually land on venus but it turns out it seems that venus is a direct portal to hell or something <laughs> like that something like that here's a little bit of hell God, it's pretty hot. 
Here under the surface, Antichrist has tempted me with a purpose. Yeah. Fuck yeah, there is none more metal than that. Yeah. And Super and they're metal. literally at this point in the heart of the sun. They yeah. are deceased. Yeah, they've broken <laughs> on through to the other side of something, for sure. Of something. Um But you know, is it any better or worse than the you know the the toxic planet that they fled? Inconclusive, right? It leaves yeah. it, there's still some ambiguity there. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, it ends in, like, <laughs> infest the rat's nest. Yeah, I guess you know, they so did. Yeah, and and their, whatever their version of, of Satan is, you know, Satan points me to the rat's nest. This is all these hey. hellish visions. Like, you remember, uh, not not uh, Event Horizon, but Black Hole? Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Like- and the whole idea that you, you travel through uh, this black hole and into hell is on the way. This it was a, a great movie, but it loomed large in my childhood uh, cinematic experience. And it yeah. also, parts of it, aspects of it, that was a Disney film, right? When they were yes. trying to do live action and it didn't really take in that decade. Um, but, like, some of it actually still looks really good, just as it an does. aside. Maximilian the robot and the and the mad scientist fuse and are trapped in literal hell in this Disney film. Yeah. And this could soundtrack it. Yeah, it really, it really could. <laughs> you know, I was always thinking um that uh you know the new Villeneuve version of Dune or whatever and you and I are Dune fans both of the Frank Herbert book and and the David Lynch movie and yep. I really didn't like the sci-fi property. I tried to watch it again, the TV series and you know, I, I kind of barfed in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I can see why people want to make this movie, uh, this book into a movie, but there's all kinds of reasons why it probably will never work. Anyway, when Yodorowsky was trying to do it with Pink Floyd and Magma doing the soundtrack, that made me think that, like, you know, Villeneuve should do the same thing, but get King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard yes. and, like, the OCs to do the soundtrack. Or well, something. I mean, look, Toto did the soundtrack for, for the, the Lynch. The, the, the Toto Lynch and murder. Brian Eno, you know? Brian so, Eno, yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, there's there's... There's precedent for, there for how precedent. that how hey, this Speaking should be done. of um, the, you know, future times, uh, where does King Gizzard go from here? Because you know they will have an album out next week. Do you got any? Yes, they, they will have an album. Out any bets on the direction? Uh, no, and I don't care. <laughs> yeah, uh, surprise I, me, Gizzard. No, and and this is this is what I was talking about. The length. You know, there's a thing. Um, I think this might be from your book uh, uh, about William Burroughs. About how recorded music is as kind of a time of time, uh, type of time travel, and uh, 
there's albums, you know, it's good when it's 35 minutes and it feels like a day. Right. Like you, you yeah. journey with this. Journey when with this when I looked at it, I was like, this is only 35 minutes. That blew my fucking mind. You know, parts of it reminded me of uh, Marilyn's finest clutch. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm kind of back and forth on that band, but I really loved their self-titled album from the mid-90s. And it was very much about, I mean, they have a song called Escape from the Prison Planet that, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of uh, riffs around the idea of, like, uh, forbidden technology held back by the government that would allow us to get off this shithole. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> but it reminded me of that a little bit in places. Yeah, yeah. So this is, um, man, this is like an instant classic for me. Uh, it's so oh, yeah. I, I don't care where they go next. I, I am what I am drawn to in bands most these days is are they just a damn band? Yeah, these like, guys are definitely a damn band. There's no, they're yeah, not a Van Dam band, but they're a <laughs> they're a damn band yet. for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. Like they they have thrown me for a curve several times. I mean, like I said, they have really really intricate kind of psychedelic uh, pop rock records, and they have yeah. kind of things that almost get a little like slinky and uh, and funky in a weird way. And then they also have stuff that sounds like a you know kraut rock gone bad. You know, like yep. Can or Noi. Uh, so the sky's the limit, I think, for these guys. But the shocking thing is that they keep delivering. I'm just waiting for them to put something out where I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That one's just okay. You know? Yeah, because it hasn't happened. I mean, I just started happened, picking yeah. them up. And I'm like, even ones that I'm not going to revisit. Like, right. Like their earlier attempt at this, at the post-apocalyptic thing, it's an interesting listen. But it's so, still like worth it because yeah. like who fucking does that like right. just the audacity yeah. Yeah, of, they were all of, in they were all yeah. in the whole yeah. time <laughs> yeah and that's the only way that works that's the only way that ever works if you're like yeah. all in and uh, I think that's the best thing you can say about them they're fucking all in man they're all in alright we're gonna take a quick break uh, come back and finish up this podcast thanks for hanging out Casey and yeah. uh, we'll talk to you soon Holy moly, mother of God, that is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard with Infest the Rat's Nest. You know, I said up front that I thought that, that was my album of the year, my favorite album of the year, this might, and this is problematic, this might be my favorite al- album of all time. Uh, uh, this has gotten so inside me. Uh, it's just tapped into my, you know, 10-year-old inner child, like the, the kid who was in the theater seeing the black hole. I fucking love this thing. I hope you guys do too. Regardless of what genre of music you typically are drawn to, this is this is why uh, this is why people do it. To make shit that makes people feel and God. Oh it's fucking so good. But at any rate. Uh, it's so good we're not gonna play a track at the end of this. 
So we're out of here. If you like what you heard, you can subscribe to us in Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on Google Play, Mixcloud, Stitcher, or Spotify. We're out there on the socials at, at Chunky Glasses across Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter because we are a Chunky Glasses production, along with our sister podcast, Dead to Me. And both of those you can find always at ChunkyGlasses.com or DeadToMePod.com and OsirisPod.com since we are partnered with them. We'll be back in a few short days to talk to you about Mike and the Moon Pies. That's some country for those who don't know, uh, country and western, both kinds of music. Uh, another amazing album, but uh, can't wait. To, can't wait. To, if you guys have want to do some homework, Mike and the Moon Pies, Cheap Silver and Solid Country Gold. Look it up. Look it up, kids. Uh, we'll be back. Get out there. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your friends, and uh, enjoy some good music. Why don't you? Talk to you soon. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>